Welcome to BIV Today, I'm Tyler Orton. Now, demand for takeout has reached new heights during the pandemic, and this trend has heightened pressure on the waste produced through packaging. You know, I think gone are those days of dining in and relying on plates and cutlery at restaurants that could just be washed and reused. So I think the next question is, how are restaurants coping now? Jason Hawkins is the co-founder of Vancouver-based startup Reusables.com. Jason, I just want to thank you for joining us on the show today. I think it'll be a good conversation ahead. It's my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. So essentially with Reusables.com, uh, tell me a little bit about the genesis of the company and essentially what was the uh, the problem that you guys were trying to solve here? Yeah, so Reusables.com really started from the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic when food delivery was exploding and packaging waste seemed to be following suit. So what we offer is a sustainable packaging as a service for food retailers and a convenient way for people to go zero waste. So the problem really is is zero is 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 packaging waste and you know reusables.com is a platform that allows people to to address that issue conveniently and cost effectively. So is it customers getting this opportunity, you know, they they see a restaurant that's putting this up? Uh, how does it work, I guess from a practical perspective from uh, what customers are signing up for? Yeah, so when you sign up as a member, um, what you do is you go to reusables.com and you download our app. You get 30 days for free. And as an end user, as you know, somebody who cares about the environment and their impact on that environment, they can effectively get reusables from any of the participating restaurants, cafes, and grocery stores with that membership that's just 5 bucks a month after the 30 days for free. And then for the restaurants and grocery stores we work with, we effectively are a turnkey solution for them to offer zero waste packaging to their members. So what does that actually mean? Well, we rent them really beautiful stainless steel containers that they can then put their food, coffee, or other products in and offer it to their customers through regular channels, right? So for an end user, if they're ordering from Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes, they're just requesting reusables or selecting that attribute on that channel and it gets delivered to them. Or if they're going to a grocery store, they're showing their QR code with our app to the checkout person where they can actually just get their, you know, their deli products or their meats or bakery products in reusables so they can reduce their waste. I wonder if it's a business plan that might not have worked, you know, uh, 10, 15 years ago with all the reliance on technology, but also just how people's attitudes towards, you know, waste have changed, you know, like, uh, what's your take on just kind of people putting the onus on themselves to ensure that, and I'll admit it's, you know, I I like getting sushi at least once a week. There's a lot of uh, packaging that I just have to kind of throw in the recycling immediately after. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really great point. I mean, you mentioned the, the technology piece first and really we're, we're technology forward in, in, in how we approach the problem. And when we looked at designing the, 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 the solution for this, really we felt that digital technology uh, was a, a key part of it. And, you know, one of the barriers with reuse models in the past is that they relied on the, on the deposit. Uh, which which can actually become quite uh, a, a, you know a barrier for people to adopt reuse, right? So you think of the milkman. Well, that's one thing, but what if you have a, a stainless steel container that has a retail value of forty dollars? Well, it becomes challenging to put a deposit when your average order size for a food delivery might be only twenty dollars. So what we did is we actually uh, turned that on its head and said, well, why don't we make this uh, a, a different model where you you subscribe to it? You know, you pay roughly the cost of a Starbucks latte per month. And that gets you unlimited access to reusables. And it's more like a library card system. So if you return on time, you don't get charged more. 
if you return a few days late, well, we're just going to charge you, you know, a, a nominal late fee per day. And, and of course, the app's giving you those notifications um, on an ongoing basis. Now, in, in terms of the, the, the user side, well, you know, I think I'm not sure how you feel about this, but what we've seen even in the last summers in California and, and, and Vancouver and BC with the fires and, of course, with some of the new reports coming out about, you know, just really the, the, um, the criticality of, of where we are today with the environmental crisis is, you know, people feel feel that and, and they're ready to make change. And what we found is that, you know, they're really ready to participate in the solution. And what reusables.com offers people is an easy way for them to be part of the solution. I'm curious about just kind of navigating through the pandemic, the uncertainty that's gone on. Obviously, we've seen like this huge uptick in the use of uh, takeout. You know, everybody was wary of maybe dining in a year and a half ago, but we also saw differences with how uh, restaurants or, you know, fast service places like Starbucks and Tim Hortons were handling, you know, just health concerns. You know, uh, they had to go back to uh, disposable cups for a while before bringing back in reusables. How, how has the pandemic been um, a, a bit of a beast to navigate as you guys launch this company and uh, try to navigate all at all? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a fantastic point, and it's unfortunate that you know during the pandemic, packaging waste was skyrocketing just as fast as you know food delivery was was skyrocketing. So, what we are able to do differently is that. The sanitization and cleaning process is, is either decentralized, meaning it happens at the food retailer's location, so there's that sharing economy element, or centralized within a commercial cleaning facility that we operate. So it's really no different than you know a, a restaurant cleaning its dishes, its in-house dishes for reuse with customers. We're, we're putting these products, these reusable containers, through commercial cleaning facilities, and then we're actually distributing them to restaurants. So the, it's different from the perspective of uh, an end user bringing their own container to the restaurant, asking it to be refilled with the food. Um, that's how we were able to uh, to navigate some of, uh, you know, the barriers for reuse during the uh, during the pandemic. And, um, you know, quite frankly, it's, it's, it's a more convenient model for our food retailers from the feedback we've gotten so far. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you folks are advertising it as, you know, maybe using these containers kind of uh, at least a thousand times. Is that kind of a way to kind of uh, show people that it's safe and that it is going to be sustainable as well? That's right. Yeah. So based on our estimations, the the containers we have today uh, can be used a thousand times uh, or more. And, you know, we expect to have, uh, you know, a a long life with what we're using. And that's really what we're designing for. We're, We're building containers that are, are not only aesthetically pleasing, but they're functional. They're meant to keep food hotter longer. Um, you know, we're designing new lids so they can actually be able to maintain, uh, you know, full seal with for soups and different types of, of products that uh, you might, might not be able to get from usables.com today. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, it's about trying to figure out ways to design a solution that meets the needs of a variety of different food solutions out, or food products that are out there. So we've talked about the business model, how it all works. I'm curious, though, like in action, what has response been from uh, the Vancouver food industry, the, the restaurant industry so far? We were really fortunate to do a pilot earlier this year with a handful of very passionate restaurants, so primarily in, the, in East Vancouver. Um, and we had a goal of, of signing up just 100 users. And this was in sort of pre, pre-pandemic, so February, March. We actually doubled that goal within two weeks. And now we're operating with 
about 15 restaurant locations in Vancouver. So, you know, the feedback that we've gotten from them at first, there was some questions, right? Uh, this is a new model. It's different for them. Um, so a lot of the questions around, you know, the, the, the sanitization, uh, the storage, like how are these containers going to be used, the cost effectiveness. And we were able to respond, uh, you know, in terms of how our containers are stackable. They nest really well. So it doesn't take up a lot of storage. It's an as a service model for the restaurant. So, you know, it's really uh, it's really low risk. There's no upfront fees uh, for them to join. It's just a, a per use fee that actually comes out to be more cost effective than uh, some of the compostables and biodegradables that are out there. Do you get the sense that restaurants are kind of eager to make this shift? It's not just consumers. We do. Yeah. You know, um, like having talked to a lot of uh, chefs and and restaurant owners over the last year, uh, they feel it too, right? I mean, they, they see the the amount of takeout volume that has exploded within their business and um, that the packaging waste that comes with that is something that, you know, I don't don't think they like Uh, being able to offer their customers a more sustainable option uh, at a price that makes sense for them is, uh, I think, something they're really excited about. So it, it's always kind of uh, filled with uncertainty when you're launching a new company. You guys are doing this amid the right. pandemic as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that uh, you guys are, are, are facing and how you're trying to uh, deal with all that uh, during these very, very strange times, as I think we can all agree. Yeah, well, you know, COVID-19, like I mentioned before, has really accelerated uh, the way food delivery and frankly, uh, all online uh, food delivery, online grocery included, um, it's it's coming at a rate that is unprecedented. So frankly, the the, the volume of takeout has taken us aback as well. You know, we're we're looking at uh, some of our restaurants where uh, initial projections of the penetration for, you know, uh, reusable packaging. Um, they've actually surpassed those already in the in the early stages, and uh, some of our restaurants are, are already already expanding to additional locations within Vancouver. And you know, we have ambitions of scaling this model uh, and our technology across Canada. And um, what we're facing right now is uh, is you know focusing really hard on the product and the and the, and the technology to make sure that it's um, it is scalable and and it can you know support the the platform as we uh, continue to progress. Well, I got to ask this though, you know, like I don't think anybody wishes for a pandemic, but the fact is that it did heighten the demand for takeout. Was this a bit of a silver lining for your company as well? No, no one likes to uh, say that takeout was good for their business. Excuse me, COVID-19 was good for their business. Um, we, we started this understanding that COVID-19 was the primary problem among people's minds and government's minds. Um, our bet was that sustainability would become the biggest problem on people's minds after COVID-19. And what we decided to do was really invest in this business uh, throughout the height of the pandemic. Um, You know, the fact that restaurants were doing more takeout uh, than usual, I think definitely helped our case. Um, But what we see happening is that, you know, our model works in stores, in grocery stores. Uh, We recently launched with, um, uh, or we're doing a soft launch right now, and we will be launching with Fresh Street Market, um, on October 18th, uh, and what we're finding is that you know, although food delivery may seem like it's exploding today, it's certainly not going anywhere, and um, that the model does work in store as well. So, you know, I, I think we're we're really excited for for what's to come, and I think um, you know, uh, once we get over COVID 19, this will uh, become a top of mind subject for people. 
Well, I'm just curious, how will, I guess, the service with Fresh Street differ from, you know, kind of the typical uh, restaurants? Like I can picture, you know, take out a restaurant. How's it going to work with uh, Fresh Street? Yeah, it's a really good question. So again, it, for, for restaurants, they can order, customers can order from any channel, whether it's uh, the third party delivery or calling the restaurant. Um, and they just request reusables, right? Uh, and then the restaurant has a software and an app on their side where they can manage the checkout process, like I mentioned, the library system before. So for the, the grocery stores, it's slightly different uh, in that the members will go to the deli, for example, and get their you know, their, their ham and maybe their, their vegetarian salad in their reusables container, and then they'll bring it to the checkout. And they're going to show that cash register their QR code that signifies their membership with reusables.com. And that cash register also has an app on their side where they're able to check out that container against the user's name. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this one last question, but between um, menus at restaurants, uh, BC Vax cards, uh, now what you guys are doing, is this uh, kind of a, a dawn of a new era for QR codes here in North America? Yeah, you know, we've been looking at QR codes and other technologies, including IoT and, and RFID. QR codes is working for us right now, but um, we, we continue to innovate to try and make it more efficient for restaurants that are you know doing lots of volume, right? They're, every second counts for them. So uh, what we are trying to you know attempt to do is create the most effective way to track our inventory of reusable container assets live throughout the ecosystem with the least amount of touch points for both our users and our restaurant partners. Well, excellent. You know, Jason, fascinating, innovative stuff that you guys are up to. I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. That is Jason Hawkins. He is co-founder of Reusables.com, based right here in Vancouver. I just want to thank everyone for listening. You can go to BIV.com. More interviews, more stories there, of course. In the meantime, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Once again, I'm Tyler Orton.